0: Thanks so much for listening. Before I get into the episode, I wanted to thank today's podcast sponsor, which is Luna and their baby keepsake castle. I personally just put all of my baby's memorabilia into these little keepsake castle boxes, and they are so adorable functional. And if you really love organization, then you're really going to love this keepsake box. So not only is it a keepsake box, but it also includes a baby book and it has space for Capturing all of the milestones of your baby's early years, and then the keepsake box itself stores all of the memorabilia that you want to keep. So, baby's first socks, and pacifier, and the little hat that they wore when they came home from the hospital. So, this keepsake castle with the baby memory book is more than just an organizational product, it's a gateway to preserving the remarkable journey of new parenthood. So, take a moment to visit. KeepsakeCastle.com today and embark on creating a lasting legacy of love and nostalgia. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about baby massage, and our guest is Helen Thompson. Helen has spent more than three decades working with babies and toddlers, and she currently lives on the beautiful Northwest coast of Tasmania in Australia. She qualified in the United Kingdom as a nursery nurse, childcare educator. In 2010, Helen heard about infant massage for the first time and decided to train to become an instructor after seeing how it helps build a magical bond between baby and parent while helping babies with conditions such as colic and constipation. I learned so much from my conversation with Helen, and I think you're going to love this episode.
1: Hi, Helen. How are you? I'm great, Amanda. It's lovely to be here. Lovely to
0: have the opportunity to talk to you. It's lovely to talk to you as well. Thank you so much for taking the time. That's a pleasure. So before we get into the topic of infant massage, I would love to give you the chance to just give listeners a little bit of background about you and how you started doing this work.
1: I started um, from a... um childcare background. That's what I sort of qualified in 20 years ago, way back in the years when I was still living in Scotland. Um, then I have got so many mums came to me and asked me, how can I help with constipation? How can I help with colic? My baby's not sleeping very well and I'm overwhelmed. I'm exhausted. Help. What can I do? And at that stage, other than just telling them just to chill out and relax and just sort of basically get on, you know, with cell I didn't know what else to suggest. So I started doing a bit of research and I discovered baby massage and I went to a class and sort of watched what other mums were doing and watching the teacher and I thought, Wow, this is this is exactly what all the mums have been asking me, the questions that they've been asking me. So I decided I'd train in it and that's when I started. And that was in two thousand and ten and I haven't looked back since and I love, I love doing it cause it's so supportive and it's, it's a great way of helping mum to bond with the baby and health with all those issues I've mentioned. So yeah, that's basically how I got started. Thank you for that. And where are you located today? Um, Northwest Tasmania. I emigrated from Scotland around about 1992 ish. Well, thank you for giving a little bit of background. Um, Also, would you mind telling listeners a little bit about your podcast as well? I have a podcast called First Time Moms Chat. And I started the podcast because I wanted to support first time moms in their journey into motherhood. And I thought that First Time Moms Chat would be a great name for that. And it also, I also like to try and help mums, if I've got done a few podcasts on postpartum, and I love talking to people like yourself, who are mums who can give those first time mums, the information that they may not otherwise be able to get and being able to talk to other mums other than using Facebook is a great is a great way of doing it because you're supporting mums and you're giving them all the encouragement they need. And and I can, I also add in a bit of baby massage in, in my podcast as well, but mainly it's to help first time moms on their, on their wonderful new journey into motherhood. I love that. I uh, think that's such a
0: fantastic idea for a podcast. So let's get into the topic of baby massage. Can you tell us just kind of start with the basics? How do you do it? How do you get started? And what are the benefits?
1: okay well let's start with um how you do it it's basically um i do lots of my classes on zoom but i used to do them one-on-one you know in in an actual classroom situation and one of the things that i always like to point out to mums is that how much i'd love to massage their babies because they're so cute that i don't actually massage your babies i use dolls and i demonstrate on goals and how they do it is just by simply saying hello to their baby and touching them and, and getting, you know, doing different strokes to help soothe different techniques, like colic, constipation and, and sleep and things like that, just loving and nurturing with their baby. And I suggest to do it in a nice, quiet, peaceful environment, because then they they've got that nice bonding, relaxing experience with the baby, put on some music if they want to as well, and just make it a nice, quiet, peaceful environment. So you're, so it's just you and your baby. So, and what was the other one you asked me? You asked me another. Yeah. So, um, what are the benefits? Oh, that's, there are so, so many benefits. It can help the main benefits are that it helps with sleep. It can help um, relax your baby and help them to go to sleep. It can help with colic. It can help with building up the immune system. It can help with fussiness. It can help um, with circulation, relaxation, stress. It gives you that um, lovely cuddle time with your baby. And it releases all those lovely, happy hormones that can help you bond and connect with each other.
0: And. Along the lines of the benefits, what's the why behind baby massage?
1: Well, I think because it helps build up, it helps build up your confidence with your baby. It helps, mm-hmm. it helps build up your communication with your baby. It also helps with the senses as well. People don't um, realize that, but it actually helps with um, hearing because your baby's listening to your voice while you're talking. So yeah. I guess that's the why, and there are also there's also language as well. I don't know if that's what you suggest as a why, yeah. but it's, it's helping build up the language because you're communicating with the baby and talking to them all the time. And you're also helping their social skills because you're talking to them. And it's also touch, touch is a good, uh, big one as well, because yeah. it's that bonding and that skin to skin and the person to person, baby to mum and, or baby to dad, whoever whoever wants to do it. But I I think it's, I talk about many mums, but I always forget that the dads can do it as well. And I guess that's a great why to why, why do you want to do it? Because sometimes dads, if you're, if you're breastfeeding, if a mum's breastfeeding, dads don't get that much opportunity to sort of pick up the baby and, and touch and play with the baby. So giving them the opportunity to do baby massage is a, is, is important as well. That's such a great point. And
0: I am asking these questions, um, these particular questions, because when I first heard about baby massage, I was kind of like, why does a baby need to be massaged? Like, are they stressed out? Are they tense? Like, does their back hurt? Because I associated all of that with massage, like, what a, an adult. Um, would benefit from, and so um that's you bring up really great points about the bonding and the touch and the senses and um and how that can you know help with learning and development. I also wanted to know when can someone get started giving
1: their baby a massage well first of all, i'd go back to what you said about distress because <clears throat> you know we all think that babies just cry when they're unhappy and and when they' when they're tired or when they 've got issues in their tummy or whatever, or whether they're hungry, but little babies can get very stressed as well. in other so many different ways. And that's, I just wanted to say that when you mentioned stress and that's, a that's, that's, I guess why I talk about relaxation because it actually helps the baby to relax. We love massage because it helps us to de-stress. Well, that's sort of exactly what we're doing to the baby. That's a great point. So I just thought, I just thought I'd add that around about, I, I like to start when they're about. Well, newborns up to six months, but I'm not saying that you can't massage your baby after six months because you can. The only reason I focus on the baby at that stage is because I I tend to sort of teach mums before the baby's starting to crawl. But that doesn't mean that you can't massage your baby after that. It's just my preference. I I prefer to start from. I'm um, newborn up to, up to when they can crawl, because that way you're teaching them that respect when they're young, you're communicating them a lot with when they're younger. So when they get older, they'll have more of an idea of sort of respect and touch and when not to touch. And they've Definitely. got used to you asking them permission to touch your body, et cetera. So they'll probably respect you a little bit more. And when they mm-hmm. get older they might not want to have a massage anyway but there's been times when mums have said to me they've massaged their baby very young and they and the bait and the and the toddler's just got a little blanket out and got the oils out and went went to see mum and said oh mum I've laid the oils out and I've got my towel out can you give me a massage please so <laughs> so in that respect you can still do it when they're older but my I prefer to start when they're younger
0: you said something that I wanted to come back to um that is such a great point and so interesting you talked about asking
1: consent mm-hmm. to a baby before mm-hmm. you touch their body please say more about that okay because every baby babies we we think the babies don't understand we think that babies don't know what they want but You can learn your baby's cues. And that's one of the things that's really important that we always ask our baby's permission, whether we're touching their legs, whether we're touching their chest, whether we're touching their face, we just always say to our baby, right? This is what we're going to do. I'm just going to massage your face or I'm going to massage your legs or your tummy, and if they're not looking at you, if they're not looking, if they're moving their eyes and they're not looking at you or they're crying or they're fussy, well, fussy comes into colic, but that's a different one, but. Um, ...if they're sort of not looking at you, or they're sort of looking away from you, or if if you massage your chest and they've got their hands against their chest, that's their sort of way of saying, well... mum, I'm not quite ready for this, no, I don't want this yet, and I think it's really important that we respect our cues from our babies, because that way we're teaching them down the track what respect is, and each mum will get to know the different cues. I mean, you know, as a mom, you'll get to know your baby's different cues. I mean, I could tell you what they all are, but each mom has a has a way of knowing what the baby wants and it's just a matter of not just diving in and massaging them. I totally agree and just getting in that rhythm of
0: practicing asking your baby consent. And I think that there's a little bit of a transition there because if you're the mom and you've carried the baby and you've yes, been pregnant yes, with them, yes. you're so used to them being part of your body. Mm, like you're literally point. connected. And so then when they're born, there is a transition of like, they're not part of my body anymore. Like they're mm. not, you know, there's, there's a, a break in that, that physical connection. And so like we are not necessarily one entity anymore. And so You know, I just love that idea
1: of asking
0: consent to acknowledge that transition.
1: That's a brilliant point because it's something I think as a childcare worker, I always used to do as well, although I didn't think I was doing it, but I did. You know, when you pick up a child or whether they've just woken up from sleep, you go in and you talk to your baby you say hi little one you know or, hi jack or hi clara or whatever your baby's name is and you say how are you doing and i'm just going to pick you up and give you your bottle or breastfeed or whatever you're going to do and you always communicate and talking to you with them and i think that's the point that you just mentioned there was the consent it doesn't only reply to baby massage it applies to so many different things
0: yeah i first learned about that idea of Asking baby consent and or letting them know what you're going to do next from my doula. So my daughter Mm -hmm. was, my oldest, was a couple weeks old and our doula came over and just was checking on us and I was changing my daughter's diaper. And she said, you know, something that is interesting is you can actually let baby know let her know that you're about to change her diaper. You can even ask her consent because she is a sentient being. And, you know, they just like you described, they can understand more mm-hmm. than we think. They can also communicate with their little bodies. Um, and so she just pointed that out. And then she also said, you know, there's added benefit of when you explain what you're doing, you ask consent, you're using more language, mm-hmm. you're using more words. And, as you were saying before, you know, that helps with their language development, their hearing development, um, all of that. And so I just, that's one of the reasons why when you said that, I was just like, okay, we have to talk about
1: this more, because that's something that I don't hear a whole lot, honestly. And it's also, you know, you mentioned diaper, I like to say the word nappy, it's just, I'm used to nappy, but I know what, I know what you mean by diaper. But it's just that even when you're changing, when you're asking them consent, you don't, you can just say, look, you can encourage them by using language saying look i'm changing your nappy and giving them the why telling them why you're doing something you know because it's wet or because it's pooey or because you've soiled it and it's hurting your skin and if they've got nappy rash and you're changing them and it, which nappy rash can be incredibly painful for a baby because i've i've seen that you can just say to them look i know this is going to hurt but I've got to clean this because I want you to feel better and I want to help you to feel better. So that's why I'm doing this so that they know that you're not just um, doing it for to, to hurt them. You're explaining why you're doing something. As you said, as you mentioned, that's give, giving them language because you're teaching them, well, in inverted commas, down the track about toileting, because you're telling them why you're changing a nappy because it's wet or because they've done poo and, you know, so that's that's another advantage as well of why you ask permission.
0: Absolutely. I'm also curious about baby massage, the different positions. Does babe, do babies need to be on their belly where you're kind of massaging more of their back, or can you massage them on their
1: front and their torso when they're laying on their back? That's a very good question. And I've actually just put up a video on my Facebook page, I believe. It might be on Instagram. I have to check on that. But I think it's on, on Instagram about that very um, point about different positions, particularly for the back massage, you can, you can sit your baby up and just when your baby's sitting, obviously, if they're sitting by themselves and even they are not sitting by themselves, you can hold them whilst they're sitting and massage their back, or you can lie them on their tummy and support them with a pillow if necessary. See, and that's also encouraging tummy time because you're giving you're touching them while you're, while they're doing it. Or you can lie them on your, on your side, on their side, obviously supporting them on the side that you're not going to be massaging the back. So you're supporting them, or you can do it on the lap on your lap and massage them that way. That's for the back, but you can massage your legs if they're lying on the back, or you can massage your legs if they're lying on their tummy. I mean, there are lots of different positions you can massage. It's just, I think it's really from, I'd say just enjoy the time with your baby. And if they're, if they're not wanting, if they're not wanting to lie on their back, and they're rolling over on the tummy, just go with the part of the body that they feel comfortable with touching. And, you know,
0: and then one more question you had mentioned, when you said that some like babies, they get older, they're toddlers, they bring out the blanket and the oils. So um, what oils, um, when do you start using oil or lotion or something else on baby's skin when you're doing a baby massage? And are there any like skin sensitivity aspects to look out for with that?
1: Okay, well oils, I always recommend you use a cold, um, pressed oil with no minerals in it and using almond oil or apricot oil and making sure that it's pure and it's organic and always do a test um, patch first. And when you're doing a test patch, you can either put a rubber a bit of oil on your baby's wrist or your baby's um, ankles, and just whilst you're undressing them, just sort of see if there's any reaction. And if there isn't a reaction, well, obviously don't use that oil. I mean, there's almond oil, you, almond oil is great because it's very moisturizing and so there's apricot oil, but you've got to be careful that they're not allergic to it. And our lotions, you can use any lotion that you feel sort of comfortable with. But I wouldn't recommend using essential oils on babies for, for, for two reasons, a, because it's too strong for babies. I, and B, because as I mentioned, I think if I didn't, I mentioning it now, the senses of when you're, when you're massaging your baby, you, you want them to smell you, you don't want them to smell of anything else because it's your it's your personal bonding experience with your baby and your community can you know communicating with your baby so you don't want to intrude on that and have anything else that's intruding on that sort of bonding aspect with your baby but the main one is because it's too strong for babies i mean i love essential oils i think essential oils are great but um for small babies, they're too strong. And I always used to say, um, put them in a vaporizer. But then somebody said to me, even putting them in a vaporizer, sometimes the smell can be too overbearing for a baby. So
0: yeah, I'm the same way. I personally use essential oils. um, But when I had little ones around, I was very cautious about using them. And and also some of them are actually contraindicated for, for babies. And so Thank you for that information. I had no idea about the almond oil or the apricot oil. There's even sesame oil too. Oh, okay. Yeah. In the cold pressed. Okay. And you can start, you can even do that when they're a couple days old. Yeah. Do that.
1: As long as you do a a patch test first. and Also, if it's sesame oil or anything, just make sure you don't go and buy sesame oil from the supermarket. I mean, you know, the oils that you you use for cooking, it's not those kind of oils that we're using. It's going to be pure and cold pressed. It's a different sesame oil from the supermarket. It's different from sesame oil that you massage with. Yeah, that's a great differentiator.
0: Anything else that we haven't touched on about the basics and importance of baby massage that you would like to mention?
1: I would like to mention how good it is for the digestion. I mean, so many mm. people think that little babies' tummies are just a very small and they're only just beginning to start developing. So when you're actually massaging the tummy and you're massaging it in a clockwise direction, you're actually releasing all those little bits of trapped wind that you might not even realize are there. They might not even have constipation or colic or, but just get by giving them a little massage on the tummy, you can give them a quick routine massage on the tummy. And that just helps ease all those little, as I said, bubbles and trap wind. And it just, it just is nice and relaxing sometimes for the baby. But also if you're going to massage your tummy, one point I should point out is not to do it after, after feeding, because otherwise it's not going to hurt the baby, but you'll probably just get a big burp and you'll get all her, all the baby's food coming up. So I'd wait for approximately half an hour to 45 minutes after a feed i mean that's a rough guideline but not just not straight away
0: yeah that's a great point well thank you thank you so much for your time and thank you for sharing this really important information i really appreciate it
1: no thank you thank you i always enjoy talking about massage because it's, it's more than just massage and it's more than just touch as we mentioned we've covered the communication and the bonding and the all that stuff. So no, thank you. I've been, I've enjoyed talking to you about it. Yeah. And
0: then if anyone is interested in either following you on social media, listening to your podcast, or if a listener is in a time zone that works with your class, how can someone get in touch with you or find out
1: more about your class? They can find out more about me on my baby massage and my podcast by going to a page on my website and they can get free baby massage routines and colic routines cheat sheets uh, to get them started on the journey. And they can you can find this if you go to mybabymassage.net forward slash finding your village. And they will get all those links on there. And if there's there's a lot of information on that page. Wonderful. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. And thank you for having me, Amanda. It's been great. Thank you and take care. You too.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the show today. If you liked the episode and would like to hear more, please follow Finding Your Village wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, I have a brand new website that not only includes past podcast episodes, but also features the Birthing From Within birth preparation classes that I'm now teaching online. Please check out the site at www.findingyourvillage.com and feel free to connect with me via Instagram at Finding Your Village. Thank you so much, and stay safe, healthy, and connected.